Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest Doom Patrol-related podcast, where every episode we talk long and lovingly about our favourite superhero team, the mighty Doom Patrol. Hey everyone, I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, and you can check out waitingfordoom.com, which has our awesome site. Um, you can send us emails at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, and all of our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and podbean.com. Yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarv. You can also find on Twitter our sentient show account, Wilfred. He's at WFDPod. G'day, Wilfred. Are you pleased to be back after a short break? Sarcasm program initiated. Yes, human. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, Paul, how have you been? You're just back from your big trip overseas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I've been places. I've been to New York where, uh, you know, the city never sleeps right. and the, uh, the definition of a toilet is fairly vague. Oh. <laughs> depending on where you go. Okay. Right. So it could be a lift, it could be an alley, it oh. could be a stairway. Oh. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying this is where I, I, I used it, but, uh, right. you know, just Others. from the smells and the, okay. and the vibes. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I had a wonderful time. I mean, the highlights of the trip, as always, is seeing people mm -hmm. uh, for me. And uh, I saw Rob Kelly. I, we met Rob Kelly just off Times Square yeah. and uh, had a nice meal with him. He's met my wife and my son, which was good. And that was a lovely time. And when we got down to Raleigh, we saw the Sutherlands, uh, Darren and Ruth. And and we caught up with Jake Edwards, who's my uh, comic friend, retailer, who I met through the show. And he's 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 a great bloke to hang out with. Cool. And I had some good chats with him. Uh, and I saw some comic professionals, which is always fun. Nice. So, and got some stuff signed and got some drawings of stuff and stuff. So, Lots of stuff. So what about you? you? You didn't go to HeroesCon again, just to confirm. <laughs> no, no, I missed HeroesCon. Right. I went to Raleigh GalaxyCon. Oh, okay. GalaxyCon. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, yes, I saw some but, photos. It looked yeah, like you had a fantastic time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for me... I haven't really read a lot of comics. I've been getting into my miniatures painting. Finished one army. May have accidentally started a new one. Um, maybe. Possibly. Kind of, sort of. Um, they call it plastic crack for a reason, Paul. Uh, but uh, comics-wise, uh, my comics for the Paul Kupperberg Kickstarter arrived. So his uh, Secret Romances and Lost Jungle Tales featuring Catgirl, they, they arrived, and, along with a copy of the script, and he, he signed them all. And I did go to a comic swap meet Ooh. that was held here in Brisbane at a microbrewery. So it was, it was in this... Uh, basically, on the other side of town, this cool little trendy um, bar that brews its own stuff. They had a comic swap there, <laughs> which was a bit... Odd and different, but there was lots of cool stuff on sale. And I picked up um, some old issues, issues of Justice League of America, including Annual Number no. Two, which has got the first appearance of Vibe, Gypsy, and Steel. Ah, oh, cool! So um, I'm, I'm excited to read those. And uh, Justice League of America '74 from May of '93, which looks like it has Bloodwind on the cover, dissolving into something. I don't know. I've never read anything with Bloodwind in before, so. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued by that. 
So, but yeah, but yeah, other than that, it's just been, um, you know, pottering along with life and, you know, swearing I won't start a new miniatures army and then realizing I am starting. Failing. You know, yes, failing, basically. Failing. <laughs> just uh, one aside, do you know who Bloodwind is? Uh, I, I know more of him than anything about him or his origin or his backstory or any big reveals. So you don't know his alter ego? No, no, I don't. Okay, interesting. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I won't. I won't ruin that. Thank you. Thank you. I've yes. I've. I've not. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also picked up some back issues that I was missing of Sandman. So I've almost um, completed my collection of uh, the Game of You story arc and that, which freaked me out as a youth, um, and that's why I love it. So I've I've got nearly all the single issues of that from that. Um, uh, as well, so I, I was sort of buying more than than reading more. Cool. So my my yeah, pile I... of shame grows once more. <laughs> yeah, I completed a little run when I was in America of um, detective comics that I was after. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just um, I I always wanted to have the full Josie Mack backup, which oh, she's one of the yes. One of the cops who's in Gotham Central, and yes. uh, she was introduced by uh, Judd Winnick and Cliff Chang in um, Backups in Detective, and I had like the first six of them, but I didn't have the last six, so okay. I, I have them all now. Nice, nice. She's very mm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk a bit of Doom news? Let's do it. Okay. Well, in Doom News, I mean, the most exciting thing is Season 2 of the show is definitely confirmed and announced in all the right places and going ahead in Mm -hmm. pre-prod production, etc. And uh, one of the questions everyone's worrying about was... uh, the HBO Go um, streaming service, would that sort of put an end to the DC Universe streaming service? Apparently the answer is no, they're going to coexist. So the right. shows that are on the DC streaming service will also be on HBO Go, but you can just stick with DC streaming and get all the comics as well. So that's nice. Cool. Yes. And uh, things like Doctor Who. Do you know Doctor Who's been scooped up by HBO Go? I, I do, yes. I did read that the other day. It's um, a bit interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so more market fragmentation, and we'll, we can guarantee the rise of piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Question mark. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, but other than that, it's quiet on the news front. So, okay. yeah, but um, things that aren't quiet. What's that clock? noise that I can hear in the background. Uh, that, that clock can be the one and only uh, Doom Clock. Let's go have a look. Whoa. Oh! <laughs> so yes, as we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it's been just over five weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue one of Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, otherwise known as issue 13 of volume six. Uh, which came to us from Gerard Way, James Harvey, Jeremy Lambert, Abby Lupine, sorry, Lupine maybe, mm, apologies, uh, Sejan Ray, Nick Darrington, Molly Mahan, and Andy Curry. That issue saw most of the patrol travel to the planet Orbis to deal with the body-shaming antics of the Marathon Eternal and the Treadmill Infinite, while back on Earth, Cliff Steele, aka Human Man, dealt with his awful mother. 
and we discussed that back in episode 147. <laughs> issue 2 of Weight of the Worlds, or is that issue 14 of Volume 6, is out this week, Paul! Woo! <laughs> so we won't go into more detail about it now, as we'll discuss it shortly in Doomsplaining, but now it is time for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game. Are you ready, Paul? I am. Okay, I'm going to roll the eight-sided Doom die, and you get six. Six questions. Ooh. Okay, I'm always question quite lucky first. with the number of questions. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. All right. Uh, question the first, is it um, volume four? No. Okay. Is it uh, before or after volume four? It is before volume four. Okay, that puts it in a great big territory with hundreds of other comics. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got two questions down. Okay, is it in Volume 2? No. Oh, is it in Volume 1? No. That's so it's four volume, questions. It's, four, it's Volume 3? Yes. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's a given, so... Okay, you've okay. still got two questions. Yep. Still got two questions. Okay, uh, odd number or even? Odd number. Odd number. Uh, okay. Is it... Uh, Doom Patrol, Volume 3, Number 5? No, it is not. It is... Uh, you were very close, though. It is Doom Patrol, Volume 3, Issue 11. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which went on sale... Uh, <laughs> it went on sale for $2.50 American on August 7th of 2002 with the cover date of October of that year. That story was titled Private Hell and was brought to us by John Arcudi, Tanning, Huat, Bob Lappin, Dave McCaig, and Andrew Helfer. That issue had the patrol dealing with personal demons, souls of the suicidal, and giant demon spider monster things as they journeyed literally to hell. And uh, we covered that story back in episode 121 from April of 2018. And the covers got the team caught in a giant web and a giant spider is coming to get them. Uh, and Shailene is going, ew, as a, we're all in a spot of bother. So yes, uh, you can hear our thoughts and comments on the, that storyline over on WaitingForDoom.com in the Doom dossier for Volume 3. Uh, so you can check that out for, for the details. And that's it for the Doom Clock this week. Nice. R. What's that stand for? Robin. Hello everyone, this is Rob Myers, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast called Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake. Rob, are you going to take out the trash? Uh, I'm right in the middle of uh, recording a, an ad for my, my podcast. I'll, I'll do it in just a little bit, okay? Sorry to interrupt. Boy wonder time. Boy wonder? I'm all man, lady. Uh, Rob? Uh, okay, where was I? That's right. My podcast, Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake. It'll be hosted over at thebatmanuniverse.net. I'll be covering Tim Drake's origin story from the very beginning, starting with Tim's first appearance in Batman 436, also known as Batman Year 3, and hopefully going all the way through the Robin ongoing series, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 183. 183 issues? Wow. Well, it's a good thing, because... Everyone loves the Drake. You don't like the Drake? I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Oh. <laughs>
And now it's time for Doom Splaining, where in this segment we take a look at a specific Doom Patrol issue or two. But this week we are looking at just one issue, and that being issue two of what we're calling Doom Patrol Volume 7, which is Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, and Paul is going to take us through this issue. Go for it, Paul. Yes, so Doom Patrol Volume 7, Issue 2, Weight of the World, subtitled, or is it Volume 6? I don't know. Anyway, it was written by Gerard Way. It was uh, co-written by Jeremy Lambert, uh, and it was lettered, penciled, and inked, and coloured by James Harvey, the the quadruple threat there. Uh, Special thanks to Abby Lapine, Doom Patrol created by Arnold Drake, of course, edited by Andy Curry and Molly Mahan, and uh, it's cover by Nick Derrington and alternate cover by Paul Pope. So uh, this picks up where the last issue ended with uh, Cliff Steele, now a man, a human brain in a man's body, uh, at the bottom of a ravine after a nasty car crash, um, which he was... He was a bit upset after he went and saw his mother. So, mm, yes, that yeah. does happen. Doesn't it? it does happen? Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So in this issue, we pick up and um, yeah, Cliff Steele opens his metal eyes and sees Jane, Flex, and Keeg, the negative energy, gathered in front of him. He is safe back inside Danny Land. Keeg explains that they were able to save his human brain from the wrecked human body. In a very familiar turn of events, Cliff Steele is now a human brain in a robot body. A bit of a status quo return very quickly. Um, (laughs) Keeg explains that he was working on a new robot body for Cliff before the reality warping events of Milk Wars made him into a human brain in a human body. Cliff is somewhat despondent after his brief return to full humanity, but Keeg basically tries to distract him by telling him about his fabulous new body and the upgrades that he has built into the new um, capabilities. And to ease these in, ease Cliff into these new things, Keeg has engineered these upgrades to be unlocked through acts of kindness. He asks Cliff to water a potted plant, and this causes Cliff's robot feet to upgrade to chunky robot boot-sized things, which is more typically favoured by Cliff. Anyway, then Keeg asks Cliff, Jane and Flex to come over to Larry's sleeping body. He explains that he can't re-enter Larry's body because of the overwhelming build-up of positive energy inside. As they watch, three giant eggs made of uh, overwhelmingly positive energy grow out of the occasional holes in Larry's chest, and then they zoom away before they can be corralled. Uh, this eruption allows Keeg to re-merge with Larry. Uh, back on his feet, Larry explains how Key gave him the gift for experiencing a new lifetime in his sleep every time the negative energy left him. Over time, these lifetime experiences became more and more negative. Uh, the trend was reversed, though, when Larry took possession of his personal well-being dog, Hank, and that has caused this build-up of positive energy. Yeah, don't underestimate the power of a nice dog. <laughs> True. Dogs are the best. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the team gathered now with Lucius, the teen magician, and Lotion, the cat who walks like a man, Casey Brink and Fug, whatever Fug is, hear an urgent message from Rita, who's riding up on top of in Danny the Ambulance. Danny has detected some planetoids that are going through a nasty space divorce, and the team all head off to investigate. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Lotion, the cat, stays behind because he's engrossed in being a skater cat, and I spelt skater in my synopsis the same way that Avril Levine does. Oh, good. Um, just for a bit of colourful colorful right. fun. But he does come across one of the stray positive energy eggs. Uh, naturally, he immediately eats the entire thing. <laughs> it seems the responsible thing to do. Yep, because he's a cat. Yes. That's what cats do. We've got a new cat, and it likes to um, steal 
bottle tops. So if you undo a bottle of, you know, lemonade or something, he'll jump up on the edge and steal the cap before he turns around off now. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bloody cats. Yeah. Anyway, the rest of the team, they arrive at the planetoids divorce hearing where planets with humanoid bodies are bickering before a similarly proportioned planet judge. Uh, Cliff Steele remembers his vague experience as a lawyer or something he watched on TV and offers his services. Uh, Discussions are breaking down and things are getting nasty, so Casey decides to take the children planets back to Danny Land so they don't get exposed to anything too unpleasant. Plus, helping children unlocks Cliff's flamethrower upgrade. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In Dannyland, Casey discovers an outbreak of overwhelmingly positive energy, with one egg grown to giant size, generating a party atmosphere and loud music. The second little red egg is dancing around on its legs that it sprouted after leaving Larry. And lotion is now floating in the sky in an open robe and tidy whities but radiating with positive energy. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jane and Cliff have the planet couple talking. One mentions how his work has left them with little time to talk, and the other mentions how suddenly he just wants to be held like a baby, but maybe he should just grow up. Suddenly, lotion appears like a glowing cosmic guru and tells them that he can hold them both. <laughs> the two planets and lotion... All embrace, now stripped down to their underwear for some reason, (laughs) and it gets a bit freaky. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Casey returns with the planet kids. The parent planets, now fully dressed again, take their family back home, and all the planetoids return to a full planet shape in stable orbits in front of the Doom Patrol, who are either very large or in front of very tiny planets. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. All is well, except Lotion can no longer contain the positive energy from the egg that he ate and all the um, good vibes from the planets. And with a massive meow, he releases all of the cosmically charged positive energy into Larry. Yeah. Keeg is immediately ejected from Larry, but Larry doesn't collapse. Instead, his bandages semi-unravel, and a fierce light comes from his entire body, and he forms light sunglasses on his face somehow. And Keeg solemnly introduces to the team Larry Trainer, positive man. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think of this one, Mike? Um... I like it, but it has some very weird things going on. Okay. Uh, uh, first, uh, 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 okay, I'll, I'll just go through what I did like. James Harvey's art, it's fantastic. Uh, I especially yep. love the, the colours, uh, how a lot of the colour hues are kind of muted for the most part, and then occasionally you get this bright spark of stuff going on. I thought that was cool. This will sound incredibly dorky, but I love what Jane is wearing in this issue. The the kind of 70s coloured panel dress with the pink cape. I freaking love that look on her. I, I can't explain why. There's a scene where Casey and Fug are playing with uh, action figures of the Joker and Harlequin in a bathtub. That's kind of cute as a kind of cutaway scene. I don't know why the bathwater is red, though. That was a little bit... Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't think it's bathwater. I think it's Tabasco or something stupid <laughs> like that. 
So that was yeah, that was a cute little scene. I like the explanation as as to uh, Larry is becoming filled with you know positive energy thanks to Hank and you know partially through all these shared experiences. Um, that was interesting. I love love loved the map of Danny Land. There is a giant map yeah. of, of everything that's in Danny Land at the moment. That could probably take up an issue on its own. If they could do a secret files and origins of of Doom Patrol and just base it around everything that's happening in Danny Land. Basically that that map it it reminds me of seeing like maps of, of Disneyland as a kid. Yeah. And how everything was set out and there was a nice little explanation about everything. That is very cool. Uh what else did I enjoy? Um uh, the the scene where Lotion the cat, full of positive energy, embraces uh, Mr. and Mrs. Zanatha when they're all stripped down to their undies, and there's all these this text about them kind of you know breathing together, and you know my surface in your gravity, warning, shifting, adjust. It's it's very weird, but it's a great great page. There's a lot of action going on there. And it's very weird, but it looks really cool. And then the final couple of scenes where um, Larry becomes positive man. That's just like, uh, wow, okay. Um, what I didn't quite get was the whole space divorce thing. That just seemed... Yeah. I, I get that, you know, we're the Doom Patrol and we want to help people. And we will go wherever Danny, our magical space ambulance, will take us. And we will help those people. That just seemed... okay. That just seemed really weird. That was a bit that left me scratching my head. It just seemed mm. a bit bit out there. So I'm kind of... I liked it. I didn't love it. There's some really yeah. cool things in there. There's some other bits that were just like... Wah? Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, that, that that's as, as much as I can say. I, I There are bits I liked. There are bit, other bits I didn't quite like. It still looks really cool. I just found, yeah, it was just the, sp- and like when when they ask Danny as to where they're going, and he gives them like some bizarre description of one planet dreams far up above. Then there was a rift, a fight, and a tiff. The planets are now out of love, and Rita just goes, "Oh, space divorce!" Like, <laughs> and they, and then I think Jane is speaking on behalf of well, this reader at least anyway, where she says space divorce, and it's like. What the hell's a space divorce? What does that even mean, Danny? And then it's kind of explained, you know, when you see the courtroom with the the son as as the judge and the the husband and wife planetoids there. It was just really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what did you think of it, Paul? Um, I very much enjoyed it. Similar to you, I think the art is fabulous. Um, but it has. Uh, I was immediately reminded of Adventure Time. It's sort of Adventure Time logic mm-hmm. and um, storytelling. As far as you know, this is weird, but it's it's just so. It's just part of the story. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, why are the planets got bodies? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting to see the return of Cliff Steele Lawyer because that uh, that's been in and out of canon a few times. Yeah. So it was. Um, yeah, I think it was part of um, DC deci- DCU decisions. Right. Uh, that was the the first time it was introduced, and it was also part of the Metal Men story that uh, was part of the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. I think as a yeah, but very yeah, it's very unusual, but it, it's fun. I mean, it, it really 
I mean, there's a part of me that goes, well, how does, how, what's going on here? How can I explain this in logical terms? And another part of me just said, just go with it and forget about it. <laughs> yeah, you know. that's, that's the thing. Yeah. You just have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, these are planets. They've got human bodies, and they're all arguing like humans, yep. and th- that's fine. Um, and then they and they get down to their underwear with the man cat, you know, and they all have a big heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still am a little disappointed that um, you know, after all the build up of uh, Cliff Steele becoming a human again, that it's such a, a dash back to status quo um, so quickly. Yeah, that the. That was, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that, to be honest, because that is just completely glossed over. It's like, okay, end of issue one, Cliff has the accident. Start of issue two, hey, we had this robot body in backup all along, and yet, yeah. yet we're right back to where we were. Um, yeah, so there's been no real examination of Cliff Steel Man Man at all. Yeah. And uh, I may have missed um, Keeg's passion for science, um, but he's obviously filling the role that, um, you know, Dr. Magnus or Niles Calder would fill in the past as far as giving Cliff a body. Yeah. So. Well, well, I thought Keeg was originally a school teacher on his home world before he joined the Negative Force, I think. I could yeah. be misremembering that. So maybe he was a science teacher. I can't quite remember. It's been a while since I've read... Uh, those intro issues of, of Keeg's backstory. But yeah, it was a bit... Uh, it, it felt... Uh, th- that's the other thing I felt with it. It moves at a breakneck pace. Um, and I, yes. I, I get that w- when we had Jeremy Lambert on, he was saying they wanted to do like a, a Monster of the Week thing. I think, yeah, they are kind of doing that. And they're... I think the underlying thread that we're going to see in Way Out of the Worlds is the changes that the team go through. Like, we've had... Cliff Steel Human come back to Robot Man. We've had Jane become team leader. Uh, and now we're seeing Larry become positive man. So... Yes. But I think... Yeah, I, I just felt it was too great a leap from what happened to Cliff at the end of issue one to where we start issue two. That's that's a, yeah. a, a big jump to get across for me. I would have liked to have seen more... Yeah. Um, more of the, the stuff in the middle, you know? So... Mm. And it does feel for me that the team is made up of some very responsible women and some pretty crazy guys. <laughs> uh huh. And I would like to see a focus, you know, shifted to to Rita or Casey and tell a bit more of their stories, or Jane even. So Jane seems very uh, non-Jane, mm. basically. Yeah. yeah. She's super stable and responsible, and just you know happy to lead everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, this was written without any referencing of the TV show, which is, you know, oh, yeah. why Jane isn't swearing her head off at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different Jane from the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I like Cliff's new body. I mean, it, the the head is very similar to Nick Darrington's design, but the body is a bit sleeker and uh, seems to fit into human clothes more comfortably. You know, he's like he's not wearing the heavy metal clothing that um, you know, and the jackets mm. and the. Shoulder pads, like he's he spends most of this issue in a suit, um, and <laughs> yeah. you know a, f- a, f- a fancy you know uh, checked suit. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. I'm keen to see what other upgrades he does unlock. I hope they keep that as a, a continuing thing. Yeah, because uh, but part of me thought like that's a little bit um, almost insulting. <laughs> 
on Keeg's part, because you know Cliff does the right thing. That he he knows good from bad. He you know he's he's a reluctant hero. So it's kind of like Keeg almost saying, "Hey, we want you to you know get back on the hero game, um, and you'll you know do the right thing, and you'll get rewarded," sort of thing. And I was like, eh, you know, I think I think Cliff just yeah, it just seemed a, a weird decision. But you know, having a flamethrower unlock. By helping children. That was funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 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 I've had my fill of seeing um, lotions package. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, interesting to see where it goes with Larry. Next. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. well, I believe the next issue is the Doc Shana drawn issue. So, um, hmm, yeah. Down for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll try and contain my excitement if possible. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was, it's a weird issue, but I I still enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, space divorce is the last thing I thought I'd ever see. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Oh, dear. So, uh, we, we do explain out? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And now it's the part of the show where we look at the mailbag of doom, and mostly it's going to be responses to the question of the week, which wasn't really a question last time, but uh, yeah, we put the call out for give us your Doom Patrol-related haikus, mm. and we heard from a bunch of people. When we heard first person we heard from was Sean Ross from Secret Wars and Beyond podcast, and he said, "So many faces, so many names, 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 names." Call me Crazy Jane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Sean then sent us another one, uh, which reads, Arani calling, Niles called her my true love. Niles, who dis be? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, yeah. Tapping into the tragedy of uh, Arani. Mm. Hmm. Uh, we heard from Rita Farr at Elastigirl DP. Uh, hey, Rita. <laughs> and she said, I did my own stunts. In retrospect, I might have made a different choice. Mm. And the, <laughs> that's a reference to the TV show mm. where um, she does her own stunts and, the, yep. and uh, becomes Elastigirl. Um, and then her second one was, I will be telling my own story from now on. Mr. Nobody. Mm. Mm. Yes. Very good ones. Uh, we then heard from Ange at Dr. Ange 70 on Twitter, and he said, <laughs> his haiku reads, Dorothy Spinner, very sweet chimpanzee girl, crap, candle maker. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very good. Uh, then we heard from Doom Patrol royalty, Paul Kupperberg. Mm. He chimed in with, the chief certainly has some explaining to do, but who will ask him? <laughs> And uh, Robot Man, that lug, Cliff Steele, stays fresh forever inside his tin can. <laughs> and he, he gave us a third one. Can't be stopped here. He said, Negative Man Mopes. Who wouldn't with that name? Learn positivity. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, that certainly happened in this issue, Paul. Yes, yes, it did. Uh, Paul gave us a couple more. The the first one was uh, Premiani and Drake and Haney and Murray. What a great idea. And his <laughs> next one was Grant came and went for the weirdness jugular. Ow! Scoring mortal wounds. Oh. <laughs> see, you can see why Paul nice. Kupperberg's a writer, you know? 
great yeah. way, yeah. yeah. Uh, we heard from Professor Allen at Relatively Geeky, and he said, thank you, Arnold Drake and Bruno Premiani for the Doom Patrol. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's very nice. Mm. Uh, we then heard from Dr. Ange again, and he came back with, Mr. Nobody, from the corner of my eye, he's almost there. That's cool. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, another one from Dr. Ange. Did Sydney Greenstreet get decent royalty checks as Gargax's model? <laughs> it included a picture of uh, Gargax and Sydney Greenstreet, the famous actor. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, we then got a couple from uh, Jonathan Dye at Changing Shades on Twitter. Uh, the first being Nudge and Grunt come back. It's my only wish today, so they die again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and, and his next one was uh, Doom Patrol changes Weird heroes for us weirdos Still fun, still great, still waiting Nice Oh nice, nice. <laughs> uh, We heard from Bob Garl and Ellis And he said I called Superman an arsehole once But I do not think he heard me <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a quote from Mr. Nobody I think it is Yeah, it's. it's yeah. I remember reading it somewhere In Doom Patrol <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> uh, we, uh, we then got a haiku from Tim Price at Tim Price 17 and he wrote Cliff and Crazy Jane save Paris from a painting Rebus says me too nice I like that <laughs> uh, we heard from Doom Bro Doug Zavisha at D Zavisha on Twitter and he said Cliff steel is broken how oh how can that happen don't care take a drink <laughs> That's cool. Uh, oh, God, we've got, got a couple more from Dr. Ranch. Oh, okay, I remember this second one. This was probably my favourite one that we got. Uh, but the first one was, <laughs> Where did you go, friend? Giacomo, oh, Giacomo, please come back to us. That's, that's a nice call. And the second one that I love reads, Steve Dayton, <laughs> Mento, the fifth richest man on earth. God, how I hate him. Yes, yes, boy. <laughs> yes, Dr. Ranch, I love that one. Uh, Then Martin Gray chimed in at Martin Gray. He said, haikus are rubbish, even the Doom Patrol ones. Rhyming ain't that hard. (laughs) Thanks, Martin, I think. Thanks. Uh, Now, these next two I really like because it's almost like a haiku conversation. So... um, The the first one we got uh, here was from Jared Ulbrecht, the yard sale artist. And his haiku reads, I must be honest, I've never read Doom Patrol. Can we still be friends? <laughs> yes, we can, Jared. And then Tim, Tim Price responded, Now I'm thinking of which issue would Doom Patrol to give you to read. Ah, uh, Look at that. Doom Patrol bringing people together. Like a, Lovely. Like a giant hug from a man cat in his underwear. <laughs> Uh, we then heard from Quillpen at Killer Moth, and I think this is the first time we've heard from Killer Moth. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and Killer Moth wrote, "What the actual fuck are the writers of this book on when they wrote this book?" <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, then we heard from Let's Talk Doom Patrol, and they said uh, they gave us four of them. Cliff is a robot. Jane has people in her head. Real weird and real love. Oh. And the next, next one, Rita grows and shrinks. Larry faints and releases a nuclear ghost. Ooh. Uh, ooh I like that one. Mm. Um, this flex likes to flex. Muscle mystery power. Hero of the beach. I like that cool. one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dorothy has strange friends. They really came from her mind. We still love Dorothy. 
Yeah, that, that last one they've shortened Dorothy there to Dorothy. So Dorothy oh, to fit it in, yeah. It's a thought that counts. Yeah, yeah, we'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks. Let's talk Doom Patrol. Uh, we then heard from Bill Bissett uh, at Bill Bissett on Twitter, who said, "Made before X Men, Tin Man, Elastigirl, and Scarecrow join the Chief." Right. Educational. Mm, yes. Does does predate the X Men by a few months. Yes. Rita Farr responded, uh, does that mean the chief is the cowardly lion and I'm Dorothy? I thought Dorothy was Dorothy. Maybe I'm Linda. I could be. Mm, nice. <laughs> to, to more haikus in response. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, awesome. We, we then got a couple from Ryan Daly at RyanDaly01. The first reading, <laughs> hashtag Doom Patrol, <laughs> hashtag Waiting for Doom, and hashtag Doom Haiku. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, very the, out of the box. Yes, and he then followed that up with, Hey, negative man, don't be so negative, man. Like, be happy, brah. <laughs> <laughs> People really enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, Tim Price came back with another one and said, While Larry is asleep, Casey drives the ambulance. Well done, Doom Patrol. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we then heard from the Raggedy Man who wrote, Doom Patrol, out now. Hopefully also next month. We wait, Gerard Way. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, well, they've hit their deadline for the second yes, month. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, then we have from Juice005, oh, Aaron, he said, What is a haiku? I am unfamiliar. You sure like X-Men. <sighs> <sighs> we then heard from All the Pouches and Image Comics podcast, and they wrote, Robot Man is sad. He lost his daughter again, but then he has Jane. Nice. Oh. Yeah. TV show reference, yes, eh? Yes, <laughs> um, I think Juice directed the next one. You. Um, you should read Velvet. Yes, Mike, you should read Velvet. You should read Velvet. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> There's a subtle message in mm. there. If we only we could interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Um, is Velvet even still running? No, it's complete. It's, uh, oh, it's all done. Right, okay. I yeah. did read a bit of Velvet back when it was first being published, so, you know. <sighs> Thank you, Aaron. Anyway, we then heard from uh, Pentatonic Bronycon Finale, who wrote, Doom Patrol is here, the Chief sends them on missions, we're waiting for Doom. I like that. That's cool. Yay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we heard from Ron Joseph at ronjoseph717, and they said, read Doom Patrol show. We already have a member named Robot Man. Why is Cyborg here? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. But it worked out. You know, they all played nicely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we then got our final haiku sent in uh, from Ashford Wright from the Huntress Batgirl podcast. Uh, and Ashford wrote, Much love, Arnold Drake. Rita Farr has me smitten the heart of the team. Ah. Oh. That's cool. And Ashford then commented, I'm almost done with the Silver Age run. So that's where he's fallen in love with Rita, like some of us did as well. So cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I think Ashford was a real um, convert to the Doom Patrol after watching the show. Cool. Very cool. Hmm. Uh, Paul, do you have your haiku ready to go? I I do. I will just bring it up from my haiku shelf. (laughs) Right. right. You've got a shelf full of haiku. Yeah, I do. Right. Here we go. <laughs> Waiting for Doom, bro. Covering every run, bro. Pity about Burn. 
I love it. That is that's great awesome. work, bro. It's um <laughs> Thanks, man. Now Do you have I, I do, I do. And I had to find something that hadn't already been covered. Because we, I would love to thank everyone for submitting their haikus. I wanted something different and a bit fun and a bit creative, and you guys brought it. You brought your A game. I loved them all. So I had to find something different that hadn't been mentioned uh, about the Doom Patrol <laughs> in haiku form. So here goes mine: <clears throat> the Brain and Mala. Their love dares not speak its name. Kiss me now, you fool. <laughs> Love it. Aren't haiku fun? <laughs> they're just so much fun. I don't care what no, Martin they're, they're awesome. Oh, dear me. Now, continuing on with the mailbag, we did get a new iTunes review. Uh, this one from, bro- from uh, Brotherhead, uh, being Aaron Moss, I believe. Yes. From the uh, Headcast Speaks Network. Uh, and he titled his review Doomed DCOCD, combining both shows there. And uh, Aaron wrote, Whether you like Doom Patrol or the big DC events, Paul and Mike have a show for you. These two Aussies, is that a derogatory term at this point? I don't think so. No. Um, these, two Aussies, <laughs> these two Aussies know they're Doom Patrol and have been waving that flag gladly. Great work. And now with Professor Nerf Herder treating Paul by covering all the great DC events and also Millennium and War of the Gods, this is a podcast not to miss. Check them out now. Thank you very much, Aaron. Much appreciated. <laughs> of course, Aaron will get a waiting for Doom postcard for his uh, review yes. and promotion of the show. Yes. So uh, if you want one... Uh, do us a review somewhere and yeah. uh, let us know about it, and we'll send it on to you. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think Aaron's already got his. I put it in the post a while ago. Okay, cool. So. Yes. Cool. Um, and we got a comment on the website. Uh, check out our website, everybody. Mm. Um, and it's from who comments on the website? Tim Price. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Suck at Sean Ross. Um, he said. <laughs> What a great interview. He's talking about our interview with uh, Jeremy Lambert last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not last week, last episode. And he said, what a great interview. It was a delight to hear you guys discussing Doom Patrol with Jeremy, and it seemed like Jeremy was having fun too. Well done, my waiting for Doom. Well done. I haven't gotten the new book yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Rita and Flex? Oh, my. Interesting. Uh, uh, he's talking about the um, the chemistry we're seeing mm. between Rita and Flex. Yes. Hmm. No more Continuation of that in this issue, though. No. Um, no. And he said, safe, safe travels, Paul. Stay charming but deceptive. Um, and I did travel safely. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, anyway, what's what are we up for next, Mike? Next time on the feed, we will be coming back with a brand new episode of DC OCD. Uh, Dr. Herfenstefner has been... Missing you, Paul. He's looking forward to catching up with you. Um, even though he did send you off to see Dr. Quackenbacker. I don't know how you went with, with that doctor. But anyway, um, so yes, next time we'll be returning with uh, a new episode of DCOCD where we will be looking at Amazon's attack. Hooray! Hooray! That's um, everyone's favourite. Oh my God, bees. <laughs> <laughs> Spoil it. Sorry, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Major plot point I gave away there. Uh, and then uh, the week after that, we will be back with more of Doom Patrol Volume Five from Keith Giffen and Matthew Clark and Co. And that's going to be awesome fun. Uh, and Paul, do we have a question of the week for the next mailbag of Doom? Um, we do, and I've even changed it from the script because I thought of a better question. Oh, <laughs> but, wow! Um, 
Yeah. Burn. There are no rules. Yeah. And the question is, uh, what's your favourite fictional portal or doorway or um, gateway? Right. Okay. 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 Huh. I do I like can... that question better than the one you put on there originally. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fictional doorway, portal, something. Right. Yeah, or gateway. Gateway, okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it very much. Okay. Nice. Nice. Tidy. Well, that is, (laughs) that is us for this episode of Waiting for Doom, Paul. It's been great talking to you again. I'm glad you're home safe and sound. Uh, guys, if you want to check us out, you can follow us on Twitter at WFDPod. You can also check out waitingfordoom.com and the Waiting for Doom Facebook page. And if you want to chat to us, you can get in touch at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. That is us for this episode. As always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bomb, and we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom!